0: Hi, welcome to Ghostman Radio Station, and tonight's guest is Peter Benson, CEO of Energies of Service. Who is Peter Benson? Well, he was a mechanic and technical engineer who experienced a major awakening process that opened up his connection to his higher self and angelic realm. He discovered his angelic origins as part of Archangel Michael's army of light, and guided by Archangel Michael and Ascended Masters, Peter has guided was guided on how to create profound tensor technology with palatable healing properties. His research and creations led him to build tensor rings or qubits, crystal infused pendants, I might murder this word, mar- maracaba healing coils, sound frequency amplifiers, PTSD restoratives and more. And obviously, he's an international speaker and much, much more. And um, he's my guest today. I, I'm going to ask him a little few questions if he doesn't mind me asking them.
1: Right. No, please do.
0: Peter, you were an engineer guy that had a life-ordering awakening. What occurred?
1: Uh, going through a uh, major... Life change, uh, family situation, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, yeah, I had to go and rediscover who I was um, after being in, you know, in a situation for 20 years. You kind of get lost in this situation, so I ended up going through meditations, sound baths, and all these other things, trying to figure out who I was. Reading books, uh, read Dolores Cannon books, uh, Brian Weiss, Michael Newton, you know, about uh, spirit life and uh, life between like you know, life between life kind of stuff um, and from there, I actually found uh, Slim Sperling's work on the tensor rings uh, It was really interesting to the point where it's like okay, I started creating rings that they didn't function I was you know looking at his to his work and understanding what he was doing uh, But they didn't work for me um, and it was I was still going through so much turmoil I couldn't create a tool Um, that was actually functional yet. So it took me about six months of, kept on working on it, working on myself. Um, And then they finally started to actually function. So going from uh, the early days, I was a mechanic, and then migrated over to engineering technician for the last 20 years. Uh, So it's, I have a lot of hands-on work, uh, especially with being a mechanic with welding and working with metals. Uh, and then just understanding and working with details with the engineering technician. So that's what brought all of this together into kind of a culmination of work.
0: Now, tell me about the work that you do and the pieces you create.
1: The work that I do. Yeah. Um, the current the current work I do uh, with the tensor technology is. Um, creating pendants based on basically channeled information. Uh, the Archangel Metatron anklet that uh, was the first channeled message I received uh, was a channel message from Archangel Metatron. And he basically told me to create anklets that were made with five crystals that were encased in a copper ring and covered with a copper mesh. And it was uh, the description from Archangel Metatron was to keep your frequency yours while we go through this time. Uh, I didn't exactly understand what it meant. Uh, It took me about a year and a half to actually build those out. That was about six years ago, seven years ago now. Um, And after about a year and a half, I was actually able to make an anklet that would actually survive being worn without completely falling apart. It's one of those things. It takes trial and error. Uh, and come to find out uh, with some very sensitive individuals that particular thing, uh, the anklet, basically caps your energy torus. So that energy field looks like a donut around us. It basically caps the top and bottom and creates a shielding effect so you don't feel the environment around you. So that's what uh, Archangel Metatron did with that. And from that point, with... uh, with other issues going on, I let let's uh, say I let an accountant borrow them, and the very 3D partner of hers actually was making criticisms of wearing an anklet. What are those? And she explained it, and it was like, oh, it's just too woo-woo. So she actually had to give them back because it was too much outside of their paradigm to actually utilize. It was really interesting. Um, so at that point, I actually who's asking, it's like, okay, so if we can't utilize these tools for everyone, what kind of a tool can I utilize or create to uh, allow everybody to just wear one utilizing the energies that these are creating? And this is where the pendants really started coming in. Uh, the pendant does something similar. You can wear a pendant. I can wear a pendant. Anybody can wear a pendant and nobody will actually think twice about it. It doesn't matter you're wearing anklets and you're wearing, you know, no, you know no socks
0: or anything, like you have to hide it. It becomes like one of those. Everybody's curious and makes judgments. So, kind of nobody makes a judgement. It becomes something that's like, oh, that's cool. would you get it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I can see. How does the vehicle of ma ka play into your journey and your work? I am sorry if I murdered that word. <laughs>
1: That's a a Merkaba. Um, And the Merkabas, I started creating those a few years back. Um, I was utilizing those um, in healing spaces. I was making those in healing, putting those in healing spaces for individuals to actually do energy work. Um, And what we were doing is we were hanging those from the ceiling in the healing room. uh, And the individuals would actually add uh, crystals to them inside of them. And it would actually change the frequency in the energies of the room. Um, Then from there, I actually started creating copper pyramids, uh, the Giza design and the Nubian design. And we hang the Merkaba inside of those pyramids, and it actually amplifies the energy of the pyramid. And we can actually tune the energy of it and look at it with crystals.
0: Now, obviously, there may be people that listen to the podcast that never have heard of tensor energy. So can you just give us a brief description of what it is? Because obviously we can go into the metaphorical debate for, like, hours and in, but, yeah, you know, just give yes. us a, like, tiny. <laughs> um,
1: well, tensor technology was originally discovered in 1957. Uh, John Archibald Wheeler, uh, a famous physicist, part of the Adam bomb project, and, uh, the gentleman who coined the word uh, black hole for that kind of interesting. So he was prominent in the, uh, you know, in the physics area. He discovered when you take a wire and basically a piece of wire braze it back onto itself, it created an energy yeah. field, and, and he coined yeah. it as a tensor field. Yeah. Um, and then from there, what he did is yeah. um, he basically dropped it because one side of that field was uh, positive energy, there was side was negative energy, and they had no way of utilizing it at the time. So what happened was, at this point, some swirling in the early 90s, through happenstance and circumstances, um, discovered this and found the, the positive and the negative sides. Uh, and he was like, okay, well, we can't utilize this. It's too dangerous with the negative energy coming off from one side. Um, and they found a way to basically take the copper fold, you know, take one copper wire, fold it over, make it flat, and then twist it clockwise and then raise the ends onto itself after, and then from there, it would create a positive energy field on both sides. Uh, and the lengths he was uh, cutting into were the actual lengths of the cube he used in the Great Pyramid of Giza, 20.5 inches was the the, the, you know, the size of those. Uh, and what he found was is that particular cut of wire, that length in the tensor ring was actually resonating at the present frequency of hydrogen and was actually able to heal the human body. Um, And he has more anecdotal evidence and reports from clients, Uh, in his books it's, it's, they're full of people finding the healing modalities, uh, from healing bones to uh, removing pain and all kinds of different things going on. Uh, So that's the basis of a tensor ring. Now, there are different frequencies now. A lot of people have brought in different frequencies. Slim brought in three three of the different frequencies while he was working with it up until he passed in 2008. Um, Other people have come in and actually utilized and created other frequencies through dowsing and channeling and other methods, Um, and they've all basically come in and there's about, let's see, I think there's about 11 of them now. Uh, The primary ones uh, are basically resonance of uh, like chakras, it's like the one that Slim originally found was, we found to be very resonant to the root chakra, and then he found another one that was very resonant to the heart chakra, and then through that, and they they did some mathematics, and then figured out that there was another one that they were working with that was working with the solar plexus. So the heart, root, and solar plexus, and those are the ones that Slim's probably didn't actually come through with. Um, so those, those are the different ones with the tensor rings and they all resonate with a frequency to heal. Um, so the lost cubit, which is the hard one, actually when you're utilizing this one, you can actually stand in or sit up, you know, put underneath a chair you're sitting in and it'll help you release emotional baggage and things you're dealing with uh, to the point where we were at a conference a couple of years back. We had these rings underneath the chairs where Vivian was doing readings and stuff like that. And this lady sat down, and she started crying (coughs) within like 5, 10 seconds. And then she jumped out of the chair, and she goes, what is that? It was what she was there for. She was doing a reading to see how things are going. She had lost her son just a few months back, sitting right next to her, watching TV. So she was emotionally, you know, hanging on on that event and the the tensor rings and we're really just pushing it out so that she
0: can actually heal. Now, how do these energy tools work for ascension and conscious living?
1: the flu we just got over and other things that we have to deal with, you know, whether it's politically, medically, all those things. The media tends to keep people in a fear state. These tools tend to help you um, not be emotionally swayed. So the Archangel Metatron pendant and Archangel Michael pendant, when you're wearing those, you can watch the news and not be emotionally pushed and hold by it because they're you're utilizing technologies and methods to really gain your uh, sympathies to the news story, I mean, not necessarily to understand, you, not to understand the but to try to sway your on us. So these actually allow you to be in your own power and allow you to actually watch it and understand it without being manipulated by it.
0: What are uh Two robert openings t-o-r-u-s how does this connect yeah how does this connect with your energy healing tools and jewelry
1: okay well the the tensor rings themselves create a torus field uh very similar to the uh, the energy field um that we create as i mentioned you know, it looks like our heart creates a torus field our body has a its own torus field um, so, the anklets literally cap that and utilize that torus field as an energy shield, in effect. Um, and the actual pendants create their own torus field and projecting the energy uh, from, from those the torus field actually creates energy field coming off of the positive on both sides, as I mentioned with the torus, it so creates energy field, a positive energy field coming out of both sides. When you utilize crystals, Inside that tensor field, think of it as uh, blowing soap bubbles. So the tensor field is actually an energy field inside the ring, like blowing salt bubbles. When you're blowing soap bubbles, you see the little salt going in there, right? But this is where the tensor energy sits. When you add crystals to it, that tensor field amplifies the specific crystals that you actually place in the middle of it. So when you're actually utilizing those crystals inside of that tensor ring. If you put the pendant on, that energy is literally projected inside of your hard chakra where you're wearing a pendant and then projecting up from you. And that's the actual torus field that that actually does that
0: work. Now obviously your energy tools, how are they more appropriate for sensitives? Um
1: well the, the shielding effect, the anklets, um, are extremely beneficial for blocking energy. So emotional energy, um, let's just put it this way, if you walk into a, for, the, for those that are not really sensitive or sensitive, those that walk into like a conference room or a, you know, an event where there's a lot of people and you just feel the environment, or you go into a big box store and you feel the amount of people in that in the building, you're, you're emotionally feeling everybody's energy in that room. So, the anklets actually allow you to actually block that. So, you can actually walk through the entire environment and not feel everybody else wear the building or anything like that. Uh, The pendants do a very similar uh, shielding effect. So, when you're wearing those pendants, you can actually do that shielding. So, if you wear a pendant, um, you can go out and deal with people and not be overwhelmed by, you know, their energy. A lot of times, uh, when somebody's Let's just say, in a bad mood, and they're really over-the-top bad mood, you bump into them, and you talk to them, or you can just walk by them, you feel agitated. And if there's no reason for you to be agitated that wasn't your energy, that was theirs. But you, just, you intersected with them, and you actually pick it up, and it bothered you, in your energy. So these tools allow you to basically put up shields to protect yourself from, you know, from the other people around you, um, and buildings and environments that have actually absorbed a lot of that kind of energy um, now this isn't to say that people can't do it through intention creating their own energy shields and stuff like that people do this all day long these are these are allowing you to put on a pendant um, even though you don't understand how that how to create your own shielding yet or on top of creating your own shielding um, as you grow and mature into actually understanding the the power of intention, creating those shields. Uh, It'll allow you to put on a shield, put up your own shields, and continue on your day. Now, when you're you're just learning how to put up shields through intention, you'll get distracted through stress or whatever else is going on in your day. Uh, In your own personal sphere, your your intention shields may fall off because you're not not focusing. So this would actually allow you to maintain a, a shielding effect without being impacted.
0: While you're still how to do this. now let's just say I look into buying well, let's say an archangel Metatron. now how would I know two questions really in one really what would I expect from wearing it what would I f- how would I feel and how would I know it would be suitable for me or whoever I wanted to buy it for?
1: Each tool has its own understanding in the description fields. Um, if you have someone that is very specifically, very, very sensitive, um, you'd want to start with like a like a Metatron. That is like the strongest shielding effect you can get, and that will protect the energy of the individual that you're trying to work with, with yourself. Um, when you first put it on, um, if the the overall understanding of it is it makes you feel warm. And then that will diminish over time as you wear it. Uh, if you don't feel dependent, what you'll end up understanding over time is you're not as swayed by emotions or other people or environment. You'll just you'll notice it over time, even if you don't feel dependence, because a lot of people aren't sensitive enough yet. They're still working on that. It's part of our book. Uh, so the Michael is very much shielded. Maybe not a veteran. Uh, if you go into an Archangel Michael pendant, that one has other crystals in it that will allow you to be shielded, but also create a calming effect. So keep your energy calm uh, with the turquoise allowing that. And the turquoise also has other attributes, which are very spectacular. Um, it has selenite to clear your energy. So if you're dealing with a lot of stuff, um, any emotions internally, it'll help you clear that out. Um, and then it comes with a heart stone, which is a green mica. And that's actually also helping you work through emotional baggage. So the Michael is a multi-tool, including the shielding. Um, so that would be more, someone that actually is maybe a, you know, a little more sensitive, that needs to keep their energy, they're still learning how to manage their emotions. And actually this will help keep that a little more stable and allow them to purge at the same time
0: now lots of us obviously know more about crystals than we used to know obviously because it's become more prominent i think more prominent now i think more since the covid situation personally i think because we become more self-aware of our own selves our own mortality that's what i think i've said that many times i mean i don't know if i'm talking absolute rubbish but that's what i believe now there are ways your crystals help and heal people so obviously yet again Would you choose a crystal by your birth sign or would you choose it by your, how you, uh, like, you chose a white crystal because that made you feel happy or blue crystal because it makes you feel calm or something like that?
1: Well, when you're looking at crystals... uh and yes, the environment when people were going you know, through COVID, everybody was stuck at home and doing things. So we would actually get crystals in our home and help clear the environment and just work through things. That helped us start to reflect inwards a lot more than we were in the past. Uh, with these crystals, what you do is you'd actually go online and or get a book on crystals and look at their metaphysical attributes. Because um, there's a lot of sensitive people that have actually touched and held, held the crystals and gave you what they actually work on and what they do. Um, it's a lot more than looking at the color and saying, oh, I like that blue one. Now, if you like blue crystals, that's fine. I would actually start looking at blue crystals and then looking for attributes that would actually help you do what you want to do. Um, and it make it more beneficial to you. I mean, yes, you can actually put them on, you know, on the table or shelf and they can look, look great. You want, you want the, the stones to be helping, in the energy-wise, for what you're dealing with.
0: No, obviously... Uh, so... I'm sorry, carry on.
1: What's, what's interesting... Go ahead.
0: I was going to say... Um,
1: what I was going to say is, is like, with the, <laughs> uh, with the tensor rings, they amplify the crystals, you know, a lot. So you can have a very small piece of one of those crystals, and they'll actually give you the benefits of a very large crystal
0: now obviously you've got success stories would you like to share one oh you don't have to give their full name or anything like that but just share like a little story so that people can connect a bit better you know what i'm saying you know it's absolutely um uh, this,
1: this gentleman i know who does a youtube channel um and he has an archangel michael pendant and and he's gone on, on 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 T, on YouTube and actually stated it publicly. It's just like when he puts the pendant on, I can feel it. When I take the pendant off, I can feel it. When put it back on, I can feel it. He goes, this is, you know, he goes, I don't know what it really, what it's doing or how it's doing it, but this is amazing. Um, and that's one of my, just one of the more uh, famous individuals. I got um, Michael Jaco. He loves his Archangel Michael pendant. Um, he's been he's worn that for a very long time Uh, Laura Eisenhower has Archangel Michael and a Metatron pendant for the heavy shielding Um, as far as the anecdotal evidence from clients I've had a lot of sensitive individuals put on the anklets especially when we're at conferences they're very sensitive and they'll put on the anklets and it'll be like okay it got quiet but it didn't get quiet what is that is because you know we have more than our five senses and what happened is we just quieted down some of our extra sensory perception senses and it became quiet energetically and the ambient noise just disappeared even though people are still talking everywhere Uh, that happens almost every single conference that we go to Um, and that's one of the big ones that we see Um, and when we do conferences of the Archangel Michael pendant when people put them on they just feel like it's a warm blanket when they put it on. They put it on and just feel like it and it just, they just feel uh, a sudden calm come over you. Uh, literally just feel the energy just drop off and you just feel calm and you feel quiet and you know, all of a sudden you just feel very safe.
0: We've just gone going to your website eos.uorck.com pres i'm looking at pictures at the pendants ankles and some other pictures i like the pendants because i can see from the design i don't know if it's just me i'm just saying it could be me i see that you've got like a circle within a circle which can represent eternity and all the cosmos and you've got ones that look like the yin and yang symbol where they go the line down the I don't know if you tend to do that. yes. I don't know if you tend to do that. But that's what it looks like to me. I mean, I'm only saying from a personal view. But. yes, uh,
1: right now my website's on a uh, temporary parking parking spot, but it's energiesofservice.com. Energies, I E S of service.com, um, and the the design with the ring, inside of a ring. So those are both tensor rings. So they amplify the they amplify crystals multiple times. Um, I've done some custom work before where we do the yin and yang in pendants. Um, I've done my personal big copper one at one time was a big yin and yang with all the seven chakra crystals and you know it had like 70 different crystals and it was, it was massive. Uh, it was just an experiment to see what, what, what's, what I could do and stuff like that, so that's what that is. Uh, but I've done customs before for people. So I've made silver pendants for people with different crystal sets.
0: I can say they're very beautiful. I can, I can, I will say that they're very well made. I can, I mean, you can see they're very high, high engineering and, and you've put a lot of, you fall into where you put the crystals. You don't just go all oh, that do you've obviously placed them in the order that you know that'll work for that person. Yeah.
1: Um, the the, the Metatron Michaels and the pendant, the design is pretty much a standardized. Uh, the ring inside of a ring. The the smaller ring is holding the morganite, so it amplifies the morganite twice inside of ring inside of a ring. And then we have the other four crystals on the outside. Um, and that's what we do is we try to keep the crystals, uh, because they're all handmade. The crystals are going to be different. They're different sizes, different shapes, different all this. Some of some of them will be smaller crystals, some of them will be larger crystals, and it all depends on what crystals are available to me at the time when I'm creating them all. Uh, so they're all going to be different, and they do all of them do glow. Just so you know, it, if you look through some of the pictures on it, um, you'll see some of them glowing. Um, and I do that just to have a little bit of fun. So if you wear it and you wear it outside and come inside, it'll be glowing like crazy. Um, and one of the very interesting pieces of it, regular, you know, because it uses glow powders, there's no magic to it. But glow powder it doesn't glow on its own. You have to energize it with with some sort of energy, whether it's ultraviolet light coming from the sun or whatnot. What's interesting about these pendants is the pendants generate enough energy to make them glow 24-7. So if you go, if you walk around with it at night, dead of the night, no lights on whatsoever,
0: I'm looking at your anklets, and I, I, I think, to me, they remind me a lot of, like Viking culture, that kind of, that kind of vibe, you know, because they used to wear that, they used to wear a lot of jewelry, uh, which people don't realize. I mean, people got this image that Vikings are like thugs. But they quite looked after themselves. The men were quite vain, to be honest. They were very vain. And they liked to wear lots and lots of jewellery. And that reminds me a little bit of that. That That, would, that is something they would wear. Yeah, like just... Are like you saying in battle or something like that? I know you're not... Absolutely, you, yeah. I know you're saying that yeah, you would wear... Time.
1: Yeah,
0: Yeah. But that's what it reminds me of. Oh, very
1: cool.
0: I like... I, like, I think because... I think what's happened, and I think you might agree with me here, our ancient brain is still in us. The the man or the the Vikings or whatever. They're still part of us. And sometimes I think that's the bit that taps in to the mythological side, ghosts, paranormal, cryptozoology, whatever. It, it ties into it. You're drawn to it. And you don't really know why. But you are, and I think this is what, it's early man's brain. I think because early man was much more intelligent than we give him credit for.
1: Oh, much more.
0: Much, much more. I think he was more true to Earth back then than we are now.
1: Um, Ages and ages ago, we were far more connected to Earth than we are now. We're very disconnected. Um, You have to look at, from a perspective of who we are, we have two different types of memory we have genetic memory and we also have soul memory. So the genetic memory comes from our ancestry, of you know as our, where we come from originally. You know, I came from Europe, so I may have been part of the Viking thing, you never know. Uh, and then the other part is our soul memory, what we come in with. Uh, and that, you mean how many lifetimes were we here? Where do we live our lifetimes? You know, ancient Rome, ancient Egypt, know, Ireland a few times, England a few times. You know, through the Middle Ages, whatnot. Because it's like we, you know, have been people are here for a long, long time. So those memories and the you know the designs and stuff can come through in different ways. Well,
0: yeah, I just saying, I think it's an interesting thought. I, I, I honestly believe that because through talking to people like yourself, it always comes up in my mind that the the ancient man theory. I know there's a TV series called a- Ancient Aliens or something like that and it's a bloke who looks into archaeological finds that to do with it reckons about um, about thing different philosophies and I, I find that it's okay I, I, some of it goes over my head I'll have to admit that but I think it's honest if you honestly say yeah, I think I went over my head a bit but I'll go back and re-watch it to understanding a bit better or read up a bit better about it you find that's what happens sometimes when people, they look you up and think, well, oh, what's all this about? And then they go and search a little bit more about what healing is and what tensor is and what crystals are. And then they'll come back to you and go, oh, well, yes, yeah, so I'll give that a try. You know, you, obviously you can't say, you can't put a guarantee and say, this will absolutely work for you. <laughs>
1: No, I can't um, and that's one of the things that that's that's why we do a lot of the conferences um, and we're actually sending out a newsletter here in the probably in the next week or two for all of our clients that we've had to get video testimonials so people can actually you know, put on video what they've experienced utilizing the tools um, and one of the things it's like when we're at conferences it's like I can't guarantee that this tool will work for you and it's just like we've actually had people pick up a pendant and say this one's cold and they put it down pick up the next one Oh, this one's warm. Okay. So then they try it, putting it to their, you know, where you're going to wear it, up around your heart chakra. And then from there, it's just like, oh, okay. I can feel that. And that is true. Now, all the pendants have energy. All the pendants do work. Um, and that is, there's no question to that. I have no, I have zero doubt on that at all. Um, so it's not a matter of will it work for you? Yeah, they'll all work. If you have something you want to work on or you think you need to work on, read the descriptions of the product on the webpage and then see which one feels like it fits you. Definitely go inside, meditate on it, and feel. Don't go by what your brain is telling you, go feel it.
0: Or even your testimonials, if you don't mind. This is for your Yvonne in Florida. who says Peter makes the most amazing cup of tools and pendants to assist in healing and clearing negativity I was drawn to one dependence on display peter handed it to me it became very warm on my skin as i went to place it back i clearly heard my guide say you need this indeed i did the energy protection i feel when i wear it's amazing beautiful crystals work with me daily i also love how it glows sometimes blue sometimes green in the dark according to my body energy absolutely beautiful work peter so yeah, this is a glowing, I thought I'll read one of your testimonials, because you're on the show, you put it Yeah. You, sh- you sent it to me and I thought it was only fair. No,
1: absolutely, now that we have uh, some of those testimonials, I think Yvonne's one is actually on our website now. Um, you know, it's we actually need to look, put up a lot more right now, we're in a, like I mentioned, we're in the middle of redoing the websites on a temporary holder, so we can actually get the work done. Uh, we had, it
0: crashed, so we had to rebuild it. Well, sometimes that happens, doesn't it, unfortunately? It's like everything in it. It's yep. like we all have to start somewhere and you. people don't realize when you're building up a brand or a product or you want to put your faults out there. We all have to start on a little red ladder and then we climb that little ladder and sometimes the ladder goes back down again and then sometimes we've got to climb back up again. Do you find that's, that's what's happened to you sometimes? As you say, you've started off in the beginning. People have gone, yeah, Peter, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we believe you. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. No, it's one of those things. It's, it's really interesting. It's one of the things with the pendant when you're wearing it. This is one of the things that you can see, you know, now that I'm a little bit further along on the path than I was when I first started, and I'm wearing the pendant. You can walk through a store or walk anywhere and wear the pendant, and you can see in their eyes when they're looking. They'll look at the pendant, and you can tell whether, where they are in their path. You really can see it. It's just like they look at it and then look away without even changing up an expression. If they look at it and go, and you see an eye raise, and it's like, oh, that's cool. But then if they open it, it's like you can just see it. And so it's just like if, it, if they really see the energy of it, they light up almost instantly and ask, Where did you get them? And you can tell where people are on their path just by wearing one of the
0: pendants, just by bumping into people. Well, don't get me wrong, I wasn't knocking you, I was just saying that people will say these things. Because I, I had an experience in a coma. I heard a woman's voice, never heard before, told me to wake up and. That changed my life completely, you know. So I, know, I, I and I say that to people, and they go, "Yeah, right, Mark. Yeah, right." I go, "I was no, there." I totally believe that. I, uh, yeah, I was there. You wasn't, so you yeah. know. But it, so I know what it's like when people do tend to fob you off a bit. But so I thought, I know you. I can tell you're passionate. I can tell all the information you give. You're very accurate and precise, and you have to be accurate and precise because obviously. People do question you about this probably quite a, a lot.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, that's, that's perfectly fine. I have no problem describing the tools and what they do and how they work. And, um, and doubters, it's, we get those all the time at the conferences, and it's like, all oh, this stuff doesn't work, and what about this tool and what about that tool? I'm like, I don't know about those tools. I'm not worried about those
0: tools. But next time, those tools no. you want to bring up to this in a conference. You probably have done. Now, most people wear a cross or whatever to do with their religion right they totally believe in that power okay oh, yeah. right so what is the difference technically i'm say to technically folks in case anybody's going to get on my back but technically what's the difference of believing in a power of faith in the power of the ring the te- Tesla? isn't it it's still from the cosmos it's still from higher higher Place as such.
1: Yeah. Um, well, and just, I'm going to build on what you were just said. So, if somebody's going to wear a cross and believe in the Bible, believe in Jesus Christ and God, and all these things, you believe in Archangel Michael. They're on the on the stained glass windows in the churches you go to. You got Archangel Michael. You got Arch- Gabriel, Ariel. They're all there, right? So, I had Archangel Metatron come to me and tell me to make these. Okay. So now I have an Archangel Michael because he came and said, I want you to make this one. Now I have an Archangel who who is actually doing the post-traumatic stress. Why would Archangels be coming to me and telling me to make these things? I'm oh. sorry, but if you believe in the Bible, and then you believe in all this esoteric information, and this stuff comes through to somebody like myself, and I'm like, I don't know where it came from. It just came from, and I made it, and it does this stuff. I don't know. It's kind of interesting because like, I
0: it's always a th- it's always great debate I love debating about things I think it's always healthy to have like, a debate like this you're not shouting we're not hollering. we try we may clash about certain things but we're not- I'm not mocking you and um I as I say you know I like debates I like to question things because you get uh, if you get intelligent answers instead of people going oh no it just works <laughs>
1: No, oh, no. It's I've had people that'll I beat you over the head with the Bible and say this tensor energy stuff and this crystal stuff is heresy. I'm like, really? If it's heresy, why did Dark Angel Metatron come in and tell me to use a tensor ring and five crystals to make this tool? So mm-hmm. it's heresy if an Archangel Michael or Metatron comes and tells me to do this? Uh, no, I don't think so. So I think you got. I think the. Uh, I you, the message is a little distorted.
0: In life you can twist everything. You can twist oh, okay. a, a simple sentence. You can just say, how are you today? And someone can say, what do you mean? What do you know about me then? Yeah. What's wrong with me? Yeah, you know, it's, instantly they can get the goat up. And you just, well, all they said it was, how are you today? Yeah, you know, simple sentence. But it's easy how words can be misdrewed. Especially in the media. You've got to be very careful what you say outside, as, as you probably know. You know, they take, they take some words out of context. And they don't actually look at the proper, like, the podcast, or the proper interview. They won't look at the full thing to just say, oh, I've read the book now. Oh, yeah, it was a bit controversial, but hey, so what? Yeah, so
1: what happens is, is you're exactly right. So what happens is you can get 15 people in a room and have them define a word, and the definition will be different for all 15 people. So if you're looking at the media nowadays, what they do is they try to frame what they're saying in words around, uh, around a particular narrative to kind of force you into the definition that they want you to have. So it's like if they're coming across in a negative connotation, how are you doing today will be received in a negative connotation. And it's the, if you want to look at it at a different frame, look at it as their state of being, their level of being. A low negative, a lower version of a being will actually look at things a little more negative. A higher version of that being will look at it more of a positive. Right? And it's just, it's your state. Are you in a negative state or are you in a positive state? It's the two variations, and there's all kinds of different levels of that. It's your state of being and how you feel.
0: I quite agree with you there. I've, I've realized now you can get negative energy if you give out negative energy. I found that out by myself. I've found that out. So I try not to give it. Obviously, I'm human, and obviously, I make mistakes. I'm not a robot. Yeah. But I think the more you don't do it, I think you get whatever you want back I mean I'm a great believer in karma so it's virtually the same thing yeah I've got a message tattooed on me it says no matter what which is basically from the a, a, a song you know no matter what you believe if, you know, I know what's true that kind of thing you know so I, I, I'm I, with you I, I think if people want to know the truth or listen and they want to go and and look into it more fine if they don't they don't you can't make people do anything i i don't like it when people say oh he made me do it i thought no he didn't he wasn't there with a gun to your head or crossroad to your throat or anything like that you just listened you looked it up you liked what was said so you looked into it more
1: yes yeah um and the thing is a lot of the last couple decades or so, a lot of what we've been told may or may not be true, and it's been steered emotionally, not logically. So you, you really need to step away from what they're telling you and actually do some critical thinking. Critical thinking. I mean, literally, go back and it's like, last last three years with COVID, the data that was coming out of the medical industry, you know, medical, uh, the, the, what do you want to call it, the studies and the understandings of what was coming back from... The hospitals showing the information wasn't what they were portraying in the news as how bad it really was. They were actually portraying it completely differently than what the data was really showing. Which is like, okay, so you're telling me that children need to have a vaccine? Why? But they actually had a study that showed that kids have like a almost zero percent chance of having any problems with COVID. I'm like, and that was a study out right right before that, uh, right before they let, you know, announced the coming out for the kids I'm like okay you have a study saying this completely but then you have the media coming out that is also basically on every single commercial is funded by Pfizer um, <laughs> you know that kind of thing and they're saying well you need to have this because it's your dangerous of having problems but, then, but if you look at the data
0: the real data the critical think, use your brain but we got a problem over here in the moment well I think it's a problem before we used to have the flu jab separately, no problem. But now, if you want the flu jab, you have to have a COVID jab as well. Now, I personally think this is wrong. I mean, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a medical person, but I do know if you put A and B in your body, A and B are going to have a fight. Who is going to be the stronger vaccine at the end of the day? Cause that's what vaccines do it's a it's a body reacting to the antibodies creating antibodies to survive so one of them is going to be stronger than the other so if you're weak you know you've got bad conditions anyway i'm sure i can't prove it as i say it's a theory that it's going to make you ill, uh than you were in the first place i mean i'm not i'm not saying it will i'm not as i say i'm not going to claim it medically but that's what i believe
1: so vaccines are interesting. and It's like I'm not a doctor, so I'm, you know, no, no, no medical uh, news here. Uh, but my personal opinion on this is well, the way I understood the vaccines of old was they would take dead pieces of the virus that you were trying to protect against or whatever it is you're trying to protect against, and that would be put into a vaccine, and your body would take that and learn how to uh, attack it. And that's where the vaccine came in from. And that's how it was always used. And that's how I understood it. The new one is RNA. RNA is rewriting DNA. That's what that does. So there are two completely different ideas on trying to protect your body from things. Uh, I don't particularly agree with an RNA. Based uh, vaccine at this point, there is no reason to go in that direction for this vaccine. Uh, we've been dealing with, it. as you know, we've had the flu vaccine for decades, right? And all of a sudden now, this was just another version of a flu because there are you know, other, you know, and, and other annual flus are in the COVID family, not 19, but they are a different version. So I don't see why we have to go in this direction and have an RNA version of
0: a vaccine i still think it was due to the vast panic by the governments and the media of the day i'm not saying it didn't kill people obviously it did but as you know it wasn't the actual virus that killed people it contributed to the deaths of people because they've obviously had a major illness anyway i'm not saying that's where the information is wrong as such covid didn't kill people it contributed to killing people
1: yes well that happens every year at the flu exactly if you have yeah if if you have a pre-existing conditions um and you are prone to you know whatever it is and if you know that bronchitis or pneumonia may have a really negative effect on you you try to stay away from you know sick people especially when it's winter time when you're more vulnerable Uh, And those are the people that with pre-existing conditions where COVID really kicked a lot of people down on that. But if you were full healthy, there was no threat. You would get sick and you'd deal through, you'd work through it and your body would understand it, kick its ass and then you'd be back up.
0: Well, I'll give you an antidote. I mean, I did wear masks. And all the time I wear the mask, I never got a cold. Or felt a cough or sneeze. I'm not saying it worked because I was wearing a mask. I think it's because I generally wasn't giving it to anybody else, so they couldn't give it back to me. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's what I think was happening. I think it was giving me, like you said, that that psychological. Perhaps I created my own false field. Perhaps we have created our own false field unintentionally. You know, wearing this mask gives us a sort of like belief that we're protected. I don't know. Yeah,
1: placebo we'll effect. Absolutely. Because the viruses that we deal with on our annual basis are smaller than the holes in that mask. Is that they... So they can fly right through it. And it's like, well, they're, uh, they're in water droplets. Those are those are 60 microns. And the holes in the mask are still 80 microns. It's like this, exactly. So water droplets will still go through that mask. So the thing is, masks are never really a uh, thing. Um And you know, chiefly, the medical masks are only designed to stop water droplets coming from the mouth of the surgeon going into a patient. That's what
0: they're designed for. They've never been designed to stop a bite. They actually say on the box. And then it's funny. I always find it funny that we wear masks, and then I look at the Black Plague, where they used to wear the masks that looked like a bird. Yeah, the the big ox tongue bird. I just thought, it's funny how history repeats itself because yeah, again mars they believed it would help them not get the black plague not saying yep. you know and then i read an article the black plague wasn't all to do with rats it's a human lice as well
1: yeah
0: wouldn't have done the least is the in article i recommend you look it up yeah well absolutely well, thank you there, Peter. I've, 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 we've actually got into debates, which we've... I think I it, found it quite interesting, because I found that we could debate, as I said before, we can talk about things, folks. Peter doesn't mind me talking about it. We may clash with different ideas, but hey, that's the life, that's the universe. If we didn't believe anything, we wouldn't be human. There's no point in just sitting there thinking, we get, we live, we're born, we do the middle, we die. There's more to life than that. There's got to be.
1: Oh, absolutely. And over the last couple of years you've noticed that we can't actually have this kind of debate in the public anymore. They label you in one way or another direction. You can't have a com you cannot have a, a, a civil debate on any particular topic. So you can't actually work through the problems in a public forum anymore. This is actually, is very detrimental to all of our governments and all of our public
0: discourse. Well, yeah, I've seen it now in, in this country. We're getting all the things of the problems. and A lot of that is because nobody wants to talk to each other. Got, this is concrete thinking. This is concrete thinking. And nothing can go in the middle. Are you thinking?
1: They've lost the ability.
0: Huh? Why can't you talk to each other? You've got to compromise. It, it's how the world works. How do you think we work, how do you how do you think the human the humans lasted so long?
1: Yeah, you have to talk. We have to communicate, we have to the discourse is what creates the understanding, which creates the you know the research into both sides of it, which will create an understanding. You know, once that kind of thing comes out, then both sides can understand this was good and this was bad on both sides. Okay, let's work through this and make it a you know, let's make this work. But we, can, we can't even do that right now. So it's actually it's, it's a dark age for public
0: discourse right now. Well, Peter, thank you for this really interesting conversation. Is there anything else you'd like to mention? Obviously, you said your, work, your website is a work in progress at the moment. So obviously, yes, so we're
1: still building it, um, but the redirect is uh, energiesofservice.com. Uh, And you can go there and check out all of the stuff we got up there. It's actually really interesting uh, tools. They will help you protect you energy wise.
0: I see you on Uh, Facebook.
1: There is a redirect. Yes, I have a Facebook. I have YouTube, Instagram,
0: and LinkedIn. Absolutely.
1: Uh, uh, I actually do have LinkedIn as well. It says (laughs) so in your. It
0: says so (laughs) in your. It goes for your show thing that I was sent. Yeah, the, my Media One Sheet, yes. It's, it has all those up there. It's just I, I don't normally look at LinkedIn, that's all. <laughs> that's all right. Don't worry about it. I don't know if yeah. I are Well, thank you, Peter. I enjoyed our talk. Now, have you got any books out that I can either use the image for or do you want me to use the imi- your face image for the the um, when I put the video on?
1: Uh, you can use my face up there, that's fine. I
0: don't have any books yet. We'll, you know, I think you should, I think you should. I think it should be. I think it would be, I think it would be very interesting to see your story in the book. Because I think it's fascinating. Especially where you would do the chapter how you were, let's say the word awakened. Because I think that's a proper word. I think that would be the right word. Personally.
1: Yeah, there was the one night that was the most impactful for me, and this was 2015, 20, 2016 20, frame. I was meditating at night, just sitting at my desk, because I was working nights at the time. And it was a day off, so I was meditating at my desk, just chilling out. Um, I had some, you know, some audio going, and I had a full Kundalini activation, and it was like, holy, yuck, and it really lit me up, and I'm like, okay what was that, how do I do that again, what is going on, and it really started, it really pushed me down the path, and I was like, yeah, it was
0: really neat. Well, thank you, Pete, for giving me your time of day, I do appreciate it, I hope you've, uh, you've enjoyed the conversation. Absolutely, thank you, Mark. Um, I do like the whole, um, construction at the back of you, The is it a pyramid?
1: Oh. Yeah, that's one of our uh the giza pyramid behind me um that's one of our gizas it's got the merkaba in it and it's got some tensor rings on the pyramid and we got crystals inside it gridding it out and you know, we it's a that's a healing tool we use uh, in our healing our healing environment
0: i think i've got the pleasure of talking to your wife soon as well uh next
1: Friday
0: yeah no. oh. so that'd be a, a interesting conversation well because she's obviously a very talented lady very well known for abilities I I always find it interesting I always find it I don't knock it because as I say there's more unknown than is known
1: absolutely yes I agree with
0: that completely right Peter I'll give you back your day because obviously you've got a busy day and I could talk forever